Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Yo, what is up? It is your boy Johnny Mags, Steely Bags, live under the big A here at Anaheim Stadium, home of your Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. This is the Just Another Halo Victory Halo Haven tailgate. This is the live All Angels podcast, live from the Big A. I'm joined right now under the Big A by a bunch of folks, but under the Halo Haven tent, easy up. We got Croom Dog, Jason Croom, what's up? Say what's up to the people. What's up to the people? What's up, people? We also got Chris, the curator Johnson from Halo Haven. Chris, what's up? Say what's up, people. What's going on, Jonathan? There you go. We also got Daniel. Whoa, everything's fine around here. Daniel Garcia from the ha- from Halo Haven as well. Say what's up to the people. What's going on? All right, so before we get going on uh, some topics or just rant about whatever we want about the Angels right now, uh, if you come to the Halo Haven, easy up. We got some uh, giveaways to give out here. You guys are interested in something, come by and say what's up. We got some cool stuff here, some necklaces. Uh, we got some cool uh, angels pieces that we got, wood pieces that uh, we have here. We'll find a way to give these out as well. Um, also, I don't know if Anthony's here yet. Is he here? Is Anthony Henson here? He went to go get some stuff. So a- Anthony's still on the go, but we'll get him on the podcast as well. Um, yeah. Come over and, and say what's up, people. I know you still working on the necklaces putting them together. Yeah, we're on the necklaces we're still working on. These pieces, we're, we're going to go ahead and probably raffle these off. Okay. So come back and we'll hook you guys up with something. Okay. All right, so let's get going on the All Angels podcast right now. Obviously, we're all here because we're Angel fans, obviously. Duh. Right? But uh, been a rough couple of uh, weeks, Angels baseball-wise. Uh, we lost a heartbreaker last night in 13 to Toronto um, again at the beginning of the season it was our offense that was bailing our pitching out right yeah and now our pitching's doing all right and our offense can't seem to hit when we needed to um, we're Jason I'll, I'll go yeah, to you first, right now. what do you think the Angels need to do right now to turn things around obviously it's, it's a question that kind of has a lot of answers too but what you looking at it what needs to change immediately right now for the Angels to get things going? Well, well, Johnny, I would say uh, let's get into May. <laughs> it seems like we're notorious for slow starts in April. Uh, last year, I think we were like 13 and I think we were like 13 and 12 or something. We were one game over 500, which was our best month in April, probably in about five years plus. Um, I, I would actually say if, if somehow we get on the same page, it's just we do, we're not dealing with as much injuries, I think, early on as we did last year. I know some of the injuries started around this time in May. Uh, and we kind of got some of the same pitching core we had to till in. We were kind of hot so at the end, but we just 
I, I just think the hitting, uh, you know, the hitting needs to come around. Maven, I, we haven't seen anything from, too much from Maven yet. Pools always starts yeah. out with us. He starts out slow in April with us. Uh, CJ Crone kind of starts out slow, and then once the summer heats up, he catches fire. Uh, gosh, I mean, up and down the lineup. I'm surprisingly uh, uh, big red, man. The red bear is a little bit slow right he's, now. He's struggling. You know? Yeah. So I, I would say just to sum it up, uh, get on the same page. Uh, the team meetings, I know we had our, one of our earliest team meetings uh, this year, uh, our social closed-door meeting, but uh, usually it takes us to, like, May before we get in panic zone like that. But we're, what, one to nine in the last ten games? Yeah. It's a little bit of a mess, but... I mean, we're still, what, second, third place or whatever? I, I mean, it's early. Yeah, it's early. So. It's early. And a lot of people hate that word, it's early. I mean, we're 7-11, and 11, but as, it's as easy as a, a, a five-game win streak will be over 500. So 162 games, be patient, see what happens. Yeah, you're 100% right on a lot of that. Um, you're right with Cole Calhoun, a guy who's batting second in the lineup. Dude can't go one for 20. Yeah. One for his last 20, it just can't happen. I'm sure he'll pick it up right now. He's struggling big time. Our Pujols, for whatever reason, I have no confidence in that guy coming up when we have runners in scar position. He's came through early yeah. um, so far, but again, I'd, I'd like to see him not try to pull a ball so much. Yeah. I think he's trying to hit home runs right now. I think if he changes his approach, tries to hit a ball, line drive right up the middle, use a big part of the field, he'll get a lot more hits. Bad speed. Bat speed. Uh, bat speed is something Slow that we've down. talked about for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but, again, these guys need to start rolling together. I think if we find consistency, not just hitting-wise, but yeah. pitching-wise, we'll be fine. It's all about consistency for this team. And it's not a bad team. And, again, I might be biased to Luis Valbuena as a friend of mine, but yeah. when Luis Valbuena comes back, he adds a left-handed power back to our lineup that we don't have. And uh, he can play third, he can play first, he can play short, he can play second, he can play anywhere in the infield. He can spot whoever come, whoever needs a break, spot Kroon at first, spot Escobar at third, he can play some second base for Espinosa if he's struggling. Espinosa's another guy that's struggling big time. If we can find some consistency, we'll be okay. Um, let's keep talking about the recent struggles for the Angels. Obviously, that's a big concern for us so far is the recent uh, struggles. I'll, uh, I'll look over this way. Uh, I'll look over to Daniel. Daniel, what's so far, what do you, what, I mean, same question I asked Jason, what do you think the Angels need to improve on immediately to get this thing going, or what do you see that needs to happen, or, or just your overall thoughts so far with the last two weeks of baseball? It's been tough the last, you know, handful of games, going to Houston, you know, give or take. Probably some of those games could have went the other way. Defensively, we had some laps in Houston that cost us a game, I think, in there. Over there. Yeah. Right? So, you know, such a small sample size. And I know that's a famous word around this time. It's sample size, sample size, sample size. But a lot of people, right. I mean, you look at people at bats, a lot of the team isn't even around 50 at bats yet. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, realistically, yeah, you know, you don't like to put yourself in a hole more than you have to. But at the same time, you know, they're not robots. They're not plug and play and then boom, they're mid-season right. form. They call it that for a reason. Right. So, you know, it, it, it's good to see that you have glimpses. So you see the pitching. So you know it's there. You right. know, the hitting's there. It's not like it's, you know, it's not like, oh, we've never hit, we've never hit. It. No, we've half hit. So you know it can't come back. Right. We've, you know, there are times when we haven't been able to pitch well, but we can't pitch. You know, the biggest thing is, though, too, I'm worried about, so probably the number one thing I see is the bullpen. Yeah. Our stars are going, what, last night was 
four and a third. Four Maybe eight. four and a third. Yeah. yeah four and a third. And probably by average, it's probably five, five and a third. Yeah. You're so right. So now you're you're you're, you're using yeah. a lot of your bullpen arms, mm -hmm. and now you kind of see it now with more going to DL. Now you're gonna have that constant little you know uh, merry-go-round between Triple A, Salt Lake, and here with arms trying to keep the fresh the guys fresh, and you know at a certain point you got to have your starters at least go you know six and two thirds, seven innings. Espinoza, you know, he's always, if you look at his past, he's always been a hot and cold guy. He's always been a guy that can get to 24, 25 home runs, yeah, but he will only bat only 210, yeah. 205. So, I mean, you kind of knew what yeah. you're getting with him. But defensively, when we have our defensive guys out there, there's not really a better, you know, probably top five defensively than when we have our stars out there. Yeah. So, we can lean on that, get the basketball, and I think, I think we'll, 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 we'll be uh, we'll be good. We'll, we'll, we'll contend. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll fight for a spot. Yeah. Yeah. It's tax season, baby. We're taxing our pitchers. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you nailed it on the head with the pitching. Yeah. The bullpen is doing a great job. Yeah. But they wear out. They are pitching a lot of innings right now. And tonight, Skaggs needs to go more than five innings. And stop that, walking back. That bullpen worked a lot last night. Kept us in the game. Jesse Chavez came in in a situation that he's not used to this season. Uh, but he's, he's been used to it in the past. Can't really blame him too much. He did groove one in there to Batista. Yeah. Horrible thing about the Batista at back was I said, I, had, I was watching the game with my better half, and I told her we can't give these guys extra at-bats. A guy like Joey Batista, Joey Bats, you don't want to give him another at-bat. And he came through and, 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 and big time for the Blue Jays, hit the three-run shot, Angels... Made an effort to come back at the end there in the bottom of the 13th inning, but fell short. Um, had the bases loaded with no outs. Pennington struck out. Calhoun hit a sharp single. They scored a run, but couldn't score another. Trout coming up with uh, one out, bases loaded. We were hoping that he'd come through with the hit, got hit by a pitch. Another run scored there, but then Pujol struck out on three straight strikes. Uh, pretty bad at bat. Crone battled, but flew out. Ending the game, so the Angels fell short last night. Um, but real quick, before we keep going on right now, I want to say a big shout out to Anthony Tony Henson for setting up this tailgate. Tony, what's up, brother? Let's say, let's give a round of applause to Tony. He set this up um, along with Chris, the curator Johnson. Curator. Um, he laughed. <laughs> We'll keep we'll keep going we'll we'll keep uh, plugging along here. Um, we have some giveaways here under the Halo Haven uh, tent. I'm not sure exactly how we're gonna give these out yet. I gotta talk to the curator real quick. See how we're gonna do this. Um, but there's some cool uh, art like art pieces out here that we have. If you guys want to try to get one of these? We'll figure out a way to to give them to you guys. Um, all right, let's keep on plugging along here. Now, tonight's game, we got, like I said, we got uh, Skaggs pitching for us tonight. I'm not sure who they got going. I don't know if you guys know who's pitching for Toronto, but I know tomorrow they got Stroman. 
I don't know what the Angels are going to do now since Chavez pitched last night. I don't know if he's on a pitch count for tomorrow. Jesse Chavez is scheduled to pitch tomorrow for the Angels. They might, they might bring Nolasco up, push him up a, a game, uh, but we'll see. I want to quickly talk about uh, Meyer last night. I don't think he did too bad, considering he just, was it his first major league start? This year, I think he made one last year. Right, and he didn't do too bad. You know, fell behind some batters there in that fourth inning. Um, I see a lot of promise in him. The dude throws really hard, has a nice breaking ball from what I've seen. Um, that's another guy that the Angels, Angels have a lot of arms. What we, what we tend to forget is the Angels have a lot of young arms in our pitching staff. Uh, the only problem is you got Tropiano, you have Heaney who are injured. Uh, but those are guys that are ready. When they're ready to pitch, well, they're, they're, they seem to be quality guys. Tropiano, I know, we picked up from Houston a couple years ago, and he's shown glimpses of greatness. Uh, but the guy who we all know for pitch well is Andrew Heaney. Uh, if we were to have Andrew Heaney in our rotation, the guy would would easily be a number three starter for us. Um, our knock, I guess, is that we don't have a solid number one starter. We don't. I know Garrett Richards has been injured, and he's a guy that has number one stuff, but we don't have a number one guy. But my question to you guys, I guess, is can the Angels move forward without a true number one, Daniel? As far as this year, and, you know, you do need a street stopper. Guy that, you know, you've lost three in a row, he's on the mound, you know you're going to have to try. We don't have that with Richards being on the DL, and even, you know, since his knee injury, you know, pre-knee injury in Boston, he was killing it. He was yeah. on a Cy Young pace, he was, you know, and then since then it seems like either one thing or the other, whether it's the knee and the elbow now, you know, his, his forearm. So. Right. He's not a really a guy you can depend on until you see him do play for a full year plus, you know, and then, like you were saying, Skag, Tropiano, Tommy John. As it looks right now, I, I don't say, I don't see us having a number one, definitive number one. I mean, you know, no disrespect, but Alaska pitched opening day, and that was for a reason. It was, you know, you know, Shoemaker was a great find in, in the division winning year, but, you know, unless you can get something like that where Maybe it isn't a last goal he turns it around where you weren't expecting a whole lot, but wow, you got, you know, 15 wins out of them, 14 wins out of them. It's, it's going to be hard. But, you know, like right now, if you're to look up and say who our number one is, it's, 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 it's really hard to tell and it's really hard to see what's going to happen because Tommy John surgery, it's not like they're going to come back next year, Haney and Tropiano be what they were before. It's, it's, it's a process. And you're yeah. seeing that now with Skaggs. Skaggs is the first full year from Tommy John. and. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he's on a pinch or any count. I don't think so. Year. I don't think so. So, you know, he's slowly working back. So it's going to be, you know, 2018, 2019. If everyone stays healthy, then that could be a real dominant pitching staff. But you're going to need stop gaps here and there with the Chavez, and the Nolasco, the Ramirez, you know, yeah. you know. And hopefully, you know, the Meyer kid can be one yeah. of those guys that can be in the between. Because you're right, he's young. Huge kid, I think he's 6'9. 6'9. Brings heat, and you know, if he keeps his control, he, 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 you saw it, he, he's dominant. As soon as he starts losing his control, start walking guys being behind and count, you know, and, and that's always been his little pet peeve, if you will. Like, you know, once his control goes, he starts walking a lot of guys, so, yeah. you know, but they're young for a reason, so we'll see what, what comes up, what comes of it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And another thing that we I want to touch on, too, is, you know, Back in the day when the Angels had a, I guess, Western Division Championship teams, not so much in 14, but that whole Vladimir Guerrero era, Guerrero era 
our bullpen, we had we had decent bullpens even in our World Series run. Yeah. Obviously, that bullpen was stacked with guys like Brendan Donnelly, Scott Shields, Shields. Uh, Scott Schoenweitz was our long reliever. First of all, closing it down in the ninth, we had Frank Rodriguez in the eighth. Young K Rod. But this is what I'm getting to. In 2002, when we had that team, Brendan Donnelly was not in the picture when spring training started. Uh, neither was Francisco Rodriguez. Francisco Rodriguez came in in September and was just a, a I don't know, I don't know what the word is, like a saving grace for us. Right. Uh, it was that late so, season. So, you know, obviously this bullpen can be that. Uh, a guy like Blake Parker has impressed me very much. Uh, even him, seeing him at spring training, I was super... You know, not yeah. I guess I was surprised about how good this kid was. I don't know if he's a kid so much, but the dude has came through for us and made some big outs. Um, a guy like Campid Rogian, who has stepped into the closers role for us. He grew. That's big. Um, so missing Houston Street obviously is, is is huge because we could, if Street was available to us, We'd have Cameron Drogian in the eighth. We'd have Blake Parker in the seventh. And you know what that reminds me of, guys, a little bit is the seven, eight, nine, uh, 2002, which would have been Brendan Donnelly, Francisco Rodriguez, and then you had Troy Percival. Obviously, Troy Percival, a much different closer than uh, Houston Street, but Houston Street can get the job done in a different way. But that 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 taxes our bullpen not having a legitimate closer. Right now, we're counting on a guy like Cameron Drogian who is good but very young and inexperienced in the closer yeah. role. My question to you, Jason, is can the Angels succeed with maybe Cameron Drogian as a closer? It looks like Houston's going to be on the DL for a while. Can the Angels succeed with, with a guy like Cameron Drogian as our closer? Or do you see the Angels? It's kind of early to say Angels making a move for anybody, but as it looks right now, can they, can they move forward successfully with a guy like Cameron Drogian as our closer right now? Yeah, I think so. You know why? It's because, do you remember Cam Bajorjian when he had one of his uh, debuts in Atlanta and his father, Steve, was there? Yeah. Steve Bajorjian? Yeah. And he just kind of just tanked it. He just kind of choked it up. And then, like, like then, like, kind of that year, he just kind of looked rocky. And I, think, I think that was, like, uh, all he could do is throw nothing but straight 100 mile an hour fastball with no movement. Everything was just straight meat getting hit out of the park. You know, it's, I, I don't know uh, what he's done differently, but like the ball has a little more movement on it. And did you see last year how, how he matured and his ERA went down? And he's done a lot. He's, he just seems like a different pitcher. Like, I don't know what happened between, uh, what do we call that? Uh, uh, 2015 and 2016, but last year, like around this time, he was a little rocky. But then, like, he just went on a run that was like unbelievable. I, I think I think Cam's all right. Like Parker's cool. It's just can Cam last the whole season? Right. Can his arm last the whole season? I mean, he's only doing the inning, you know. Or he might do a six-out save, which he did the other night. But yeah, I think he's okay. I think he's like the. I want to say it's funny. I think he's the least of our worries. You know, I'm not going to say barring anything. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I get you on that one. Yeah. No I get chance. you. No, I, I love Cam I think that he's definitely the closer of the future. Um, like you said, the only thing is with these young pitchers is their ability to grow, to throw longer in the season, throw more innings as the season progresses. Um, 
Houston Street, again, like I said, is a guy that obviously was a cruiser coming into the season. But he's done a nice job, Cam has, of stepping into that role. So again, we're live here under the big A for those of you listening on Spreaker.com. Those of you who have seen my uh, posts and are listening. And if you're coming to the big A, come visit us under the big A. Under the big, literally under the big A here. We got just another Halo Victory page uh, from Facebook. We've got Halo Haven. Um, we got a bunch of people here just having a good time, relaxing, enjoying this beautiful Southern California weather right now that we're having. Nice, cool breeze. Cool breeze under the big A. Kids playing right here. We got kids playing all around. Yeah, we're having a good time out here at up. Anaheim Stadium, home of your Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Baseball toss there. That's right. Uh, we're going to try to find a way to get give these things out here. If I can get Chris Securator Johnson over here. So we can figure out how to uh, get rid of uh, these cool giveaways. I'm sure you guys will enjoy. Get the kids out. Simon, Simon says, man. Chris, if you're out here somewhere, get over here so we can talk about how we're going to give these out. Um, we do have a nifty little, what did you call it? Say, uh, raffle? raffle wheel thing. Raffle wheel, yeah. So we might do a raffle, but if, if we're going to do a raffle, you folks are going to have to come and fill something out. Yeah. So we need your cooperation with that. All right, so enough. Johnny. What's up? What's up? Let's talk about your hat. I love that hat. Oh, I want to talk about my hat. Okay, cool. I was going to move on from what, because I'm going to work. I talked to Daniel here from Halo Haven, and uh, I want to get him on the podcast, you know, in studio or at Halo Haven. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're going to do kind of like a month in review after the end of this month to see, you know, just to see, do a podcast on, we'll, we'll throw numbers out there. We'll, I will, we'll be better prepared. Yeah. Better prepared as far as having numbers in front of us and and a little more uh, uh, knowledge of what's going on at the time. But nice. I want to do a, a month in review, uh, end of April, and probably at the end of each month I'll have a podcast where I review the end of that month. Nice. So uh, we'll we'll get more into detail about you know the actual situations that are going on, yeah, uh, game by game. I like uh, that. But for right now, yeah, let's change the subject up a little bit. Uh, my hat. Now, if you're a true Angels fan, a real Angels fan, you should know that this is an Angels hat that I have on my head. If you think it's a Dodgers hat, you're mistaken. Now, do you want me to give them a history of the hat, Jason? Yeah, it's to educate the people. All right, Daniel, do you know the history of this hat? I, knew, I know that the Angels were in LA before they were in Anaheim. There, that, that's pretty much the gist of it. Daniel said he knows that the Angels were in LA before they were in Anaheim. Now, this is a little story. I'm, 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 it's Johnny Mag story time right here. I like Right it. now, under the big ah, A. We just created a there segment. There you go, a segment, a new segment for the All Angels podcast is Johnny Mag's story time. All right, so on, it looks kids, like, looks like Chris Curator Johnson's got a nice plate of food going on yeah, right now. Yeah, baby. boy. All right, so I'm wearing a hat that looks very much like a Dodgers hat. The only exception is the A is red. Now... I don't know exact dates as far as like when the creation of the real Los Angeles Angels was, but the Los Angeles Angels were a Pacific Coast League team yeah. based in Los Angeles. They played their games at Wrigley Field in, Wrigley Field in South Central Los Angeles. Yeah. Now, my dad is 76 years old, so there was no Major League Baseball team in the California area when my dad was a child. So he quickly became a Yankees fan. Yeah. He's a Yankees fan. He would listen to Yankee games on the radio. However, 
If you lived on the West Coast, the only professional baseball that you could actually watch at a stadium was Pacific Coast League Baseball, which was the Los Angeles Angels of the Pacific Coast League. The Los Angeles Angels wore this logo on my hat, which is a blue hat with the LA and the red A. Now, I always give Dodger fans a lot of uh, crap for this, but I said, you guys talk a lot of crap on the Angels, you guys want to talk smack, but you loved our logo so much that you took it for your own. Uh -huh. In 1957, the Los Angeles Angels Pacific Coast League and team who, was who? no longer, right. they, you know, they were gone. The Dodgers came in 1958, I believe, yeah. and took this logo for themselves. Yeah. The Angels came into existence as a Major League Baseball team, obviously, in 1961. Matt, can I add something to that? Yeah, go ahead. Now, I, I want to add something to that. Uh, there's a famous Dodgers manager that did play for that Pacific Coast League Angels team that got cut by the Angels uh, named Tommy Lasorda. Can you get what? And to this day, no, we have to Tommy Lasorda despises. Can't give him out. He despises the uh, Angels team. You have to I ran into it. him during the All Star break one I'm not time, sure yet. We'll and he out. told me all Angels don't go to heaven. Funny guy though. He's a funny guy, but yeah, he just he got cut by the Angels. Long story short. <laughs> That's why he's a grumpy old man now. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, so he's not an Angel. <laughs> gist of the story is this hat. If you ever see a blue. Dodgers hat with a red A. That is not a Dodgers hat. It is an Angels hat. So remember that. Pacific Coast League Angels. I don't know exactly what year they started, but in 1957, they were no longer a Pacific Coast League team or professional team. When the Dodgers and the Giants came over to California, that kind of essentially ended the PCL for California. Yeah. So, uh, but a long history of Los Angeles Angels. I believe... Um, Chuck Connors, a rifleman, yeah. played for the Los Angeles Angels. If you guys yep. are Western, like spaghetti Western fans or Western like TV show, uh, Gunsmoke, Chuck right? Connor. Was it Gunsmoke, Jason? I think so, right? I believe yeah. it was Gunsmoke. Uh, Chuck, Connor, Chuck Connors right? was Gunsmoke. He was the right, a first, yeah. first baseman right fielder for the Angels. Yep. We got, okay. we got, uh... Did you what? I still can't hear him. Say it, uh, say it loud. Say it loud, say it loud and say it proud. <laughs> All right, so that's the story. That's the, the, the story of my hat. You need a chair right uh, Go get a chair. I, I really do. Like, it's, it's a pretty interesting history of the Pacific Coast League. Uh, San Diego had a team. Ted Williams played on that team in San Diego. Williams, yeah. Uh, I believe Joe DiMaggio played in the Pacific Coast League. Yeah. It might have been Mickey Mantle even. A lot of those guys played. Well, Ted Williams' mom, mom is a uh, mom and dad were from San Diego. He's so, half, he's half, uh, he's half Hispanic. See, there you go. Mom's so, Hispanic and his dad's white. A lot of history with the PCL and the Angels are a big part of that. I believe the Angels were champions a couple of times in the Pacific Coast League. Um, I have an awesome collection of Angels magazines, and I do have about five or six PCL Angels. Uh, souvenir magazine programs that my dad nice. kept in great condition so I've added those to my Halo magazine collection alright Chris how are we going to raffle these out what are, what are we going to do here talk to me some of, that, some of that's your stuff so. no man you can get the wood pieces for it so. they, can, they can come up and just put their name on it so right. and we'll put it in the hopper okay. yeah. alright check it out I want to have all your attention please 
If you guys want your chance at winning a few of these art pieces that we have at our table, come check it out. It doesn't cost any money to come and get a raffle ticket. All you gotta do is come and get a raffle ticket. You put your name on it. We put it in our little thing here. We put your name out, it's yours to take. All right, there's like five or six, no, there's more. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven of them on the table. Don't be shy. Get over here, put your name on a ticket, and you get a chance to win one of these Angels art pieces, and we'll kind of raffle them off as the podcast is going. Um, you're all welcome to come. You don't have to be a part of, you know us to come fill out a ticket. Get over here, fill out a ticket. And uh, we're just going to write your name on the back, and then we'll raffle it off, and we'll call your name out. And if you win, you take it home. All right, this is... Uh, these uh, art pieces were made by myself, Johnny Mags, and then Chris Securator Johnson from Halo Haven made a couple other ones. This is all brought to you by Halo Haven and just another Halo Victory fan page, Croom Dogs Gourmet Sausages. Come and pick up a uh, um, pick up some business cards for Jason Croom and his gourmet sausages. I know he had them on the table here somewhere. Oh, they're right over here. How do we open business cards? And, uh, Come and pick up a come and pick up a business card and show your support for Jason. Also, follow Halo Haven on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Halo underscore Haven. There we go. And then on Facebook, on Facebook also, just another Halo victory. Tony Henson, Anthony Henson. Big shout out to all of you guys for uh, stepping up big time. And uh, yeah. All right, so again, this is an All Angels podcast live under the big A. Uh, talking Angels baseball and Angels history. We're talking about the PCL Angels just a second ago. And uh, my podcast last, my last podcast, we I talked with Chris Akira Johnson from Halo Haven, and we were talking about Angels history. Obviously, he has his museum at his at his home where he collects Angels memorabilia and whatnot. But we were talking about our memories of Anaheim Stadium. And, you know, quickly for me, I'll touch on a few things. I remember coming to Anaheim Stadium as a kid. My dad used to bring me here. My mom used to bring me here when I was just a little guy. Probably, oh, yeah. I was, there's pictures of my mom pregnant with me, you know, at Angel Stadium. So I was at Angel Stadium, you know, in the womb. So, but my memories of Angel Stadium, Anaheim Stadium, is actually getting here. My dad used to take the 55 freeway the bomb piece off? Okay, I, I he used to take the 55 freeway and we would exit. And when we would exit, the first memory I have is seeing that sign, that Anaheim Stadium sign. It said Anaheim Stadium and it had an arrow pointing to the right. And the one thing that stands out to me is the Anaheim Stadium logo. Um, if, if you come over to the Halo Haven booth, there is a sign over here, right in between the two cornholes game. Uh, and that is the old Anaheim Stadium logo there. And that logo, for whatever reason, stands out so much to me. So, just remembering the logos of Anaheim Stadium, remembering the, the ushers, what they used to wear, remembering the trash cans. Jay, and uh, name, Chris, you're going to have to help me to find those trash cans. Oh, the right? um, the trash cans, the corny uh, animated figures on the walls at Angel Stadium, the orange, the orange seats, 
Uh, there was no rock pile back then. Uh, there's so much things that come to my mind when I think of Anaheim Stadium and the Angels. Yeah. Always, always gonna have a special place in my heart, you know. Uh, Angels history. I know a lot of people. A lot of people kind of they kind of don't take us seriously because we don't have much history, so they say. But for myself and people that have been coming to games forever, have their own part of history, have their own memories of Anaheim Stadium. And uh, again, to me. Just the old Anaheim Angels or Anaheim Stadium logo. Uh, just, just seeing how big the stadium was back then, all in clothes. Uh, I mean, I could talk for days about all that. Um, Jason, what is your memories of Anaheim Stadium, dude? Like, it could be anything. It could be anything. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll do this, and you can go ahead and talk. Okay. Okay. Good and bad. I'll start with the bad first. 1986 game five. If you know, I was in right field. Well, the whole thing started out. I was at home, and my uncles were going Tear to game five. Keep the one, put the one with your name uh, in here. Now's our clinching game to go to the World Series against the Boston Red Suckers. You know, and all of a sudden I was sitting there, and my uncle comes back in and goes, "Guess what?" I have an extra ticket, let's go. So we're in right field, we're on TV, and then all of a sudden, like, we're on TV for a second, and then Ronald Reagan comes on and does a pad, you know? And then all of a sudden, it's like two strikes, it's Donnie Moore's pitching, two strikes, two outs, uh, bottom of the ninth. Why you gotta remind me of that? Dave Henderson, I was there, in right field. Dave Henderson up to bat. Dave Henderson at the bat. My uncle was like, guess what? They, they got the horses on the field, but I'm, I'm gonna throw you over. Oh. Oh, no! I'll uh -oh. throw you over. I got it, I got it, I got it. That's something right there. We got it, we got it. Right right there. We're good, we're good, we're good. One more right there, one more right there. One more and we got it. All right, so, see? It must have been bad shit you talking about this. See? I told you. Right? So, <laughs> anyhow, my uncle tells me he's going to throw me on the field so we can still, uh, take a piece of grass, you know, as a memorabilia, and we'll frame it and all that good stuff. And then all of a sudden we heard a crack of the bat. The place was going nuts. And while awesome. we heard the crack of the bat, we knew that the whole run, the whole place, you could hear a pin drop. That was the saddest moment, probably, of my life. That's why. I, that's why I knew life was not. <laughs> life sucked. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, that's when, but that's when you knew like something wasn't right. Um, bad juju started to happen. Bad juju. And then uh, one of my best moments is I've been here for a couple of uh, uh, a couple of like uh, Angels against the Mariners. Uh, Seven-run comeback against the Oakland. Six-run comeback. I was here for Carlos Perez's walk-off home run in yeah, his debut. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was here for the trout wall grab and David yeah. Freese hit the home run. Uh, and I'll end with this. I'll end with this because this is a good note. Uh, when David Freese came up the bat, it was at the bottom of the tent. I, I turned my back and I told a couple. I told my buddy right here, uh, Tony. And I told one of my other buddies, Eddie, I go, I'm not even going to look. David Freese is going to hit a walk-off home run because he's clutch. I turned my back, crossed my arm. All I heard was the sound of the bat. And that place was nuts. And everybody's looking at me, holy smokes, he called it. Yeah. I called it, baby. So, I don't know. I'm not going to shoot my own horn. But that was a good moment, too. So, hopefully we got more in 2017. We love you guys. I'm glad you guys came out. Don't be bashful. Come over and get in the rally. Go Halos!
Atta boy, those are some good memories there. I was also here for the Carlos Perez home run. I've been here for, fortunately, I've been here for a lot of milestones. I was here for per Percival's 300th save. I was here for Frankie Rodriguez breaking the all-time saves, single-season saves record. I was also here for game four of the 1986 American League Championship Series when Bobby Gritch walked off with a base hit. I was here for game six of the 2002 World Series when Scott Spiesel hit that home run. I was actually sitting in right field and I could see that ball fly over that short little wall. Um, and uh, I was here for, you know, just a, a, a bunch of things. But the one thing that stands out to me is, to, you know, win or lose, I've always been an Angel fan. I'll continue to be one. Uh, I was an Angel fan coming to Angel Stadium, Anaheim Stadium, and watching some really bad players in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. But they were my favorite players at the time, and I really didn't care. Daniel, I'll, I'll turn the mic over to you. What are your best memories, bad memories, or what do you just remember about Angel Stadium, the Angels, and your fandom for the Angels? Imagine they have a bar with this. <laughs> Compared to you guys, I'm, I'm, uh, a, I'm a newbie with this. Um, <laughs> you know, regardless of what sport it was, I was always into sports growing up. Basketball, football, baseball. Um, my parents on the hand, you know, they liked it. They watched it casually. But, you know, I, we maybe made two or three trips growing up to Angel Stadium. You know, you know, financially and just, you know, whatnot. Yeah. But, you know, I, I always found a way to watch it on TV or, you know, back when those newspapers were relevant. Yeah. Know, Look at the you know box scores, and that's what kind of got my love for just stats and just information in general with baseball. Because baseball's so heavy with with all the information yeah. you can get, and oh, yeah. all the stats you can look up and like that. So you know, very young, I remember always watching it and always you know, paying attention to who's winning, who's losing, you know, who's in the playoffs, World Series. But you know, maybe not until I got a little bit older and. I started going to games because, you know, I had my own job, I was able to have, you know, my own income, like, let's go to a game, go, let's go to a game, you know, now luckily, my girlfriend that I've been with for a while now, luckily we're both Angel fans, so whenever there's a, you know, a weekend or something like, we got off of work early on a Thursday, you know, what are you doing, nothing, what are you doing, nothing, hey, you know, it's going to take us like 30 minutes to get out of the game, you want to go, okay, fine, let's go. That's jump awesome. in the car and go, so I, I, you know, I don't have any bad memories, you know, that stand out, maybe because I push them away, but, you know, <laughs> A lot of my good memories are recent ones, you know, okay. the wall grab, you know, yeah. uh, the trout, just, you know, I, mean, I do remember where I was watching the yeah. uh, 2002 World Series on TV. Um, so, you know, so I'm making a lot of those memories now as an adult, and, you know, I'm able to get out of here more. Just put your name here, and then appreciate add it to more, keep the bottom you know, but, you know, I, I've always liked sports, I've always liked Angel. Um, so, yeah, I, I enjoy it completely. I, I always try to watch it on home, if I'm not home, I'm on the radio, just, you know, one way or the other, but... Uh, now, it's, 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 I remember watching home when they clinched in, uh, who was that, when we won the division, what, 15? 14. 14. Yeah. 14, and when we were living together at the time, and we were, you know, we had work the next day, but we were up watching, yeah. we were up watching, we are up watching, and then all of a sudden, they clinched, and then me and, her, me and my girlfriend are so, like, excited, so high, we're like, we got to go work tomorrow, but we're like, oh, well. we, we didn't, yeah, we didn't go to bed for another, like, two hours after that, because we're, like, excited, I'm like, I gotta get a beer out of their fridge, let's go, da, da, da. Yeah. but, you know, so, like, all this recent stuff now, I have to say, it's definitely some of my better, better memories now, but, you know, I, I, I enjoy coming to games, it's nothing like, you know, watching the game in person, certain games translate on TV, you know, some games are just better on TV, uh, in person. I think baseball and hockey are probably your best examples of that, where, yeah, you can watch them on TV, but unless you're in per when you're in person, you know, those two sports are probably the best in person next day. You can have. I'll be right back.
Yeah, man. Whether you've been a fan forever or just recently, as long as you're here enjoying Angels baseball and you have a, a love for Angels baseball, that's what it's all about, you know? Uh, hey, you guys want to join in the raffle? You guys can win this. It doesn't cost any money to fill one of these out. Fill one of these out, put your name in there. If you call your name, you can win one of these. You guys want to? Go ahead. Let's go ahead and fill one out. All right, so... Do you want to talk about your memories about an, an Angel Stadium or the Angels? And what is your name, sir? So for the people that uh, don't know, what is your name? My name is Matt. Okay, and I've been an Angel fan since 1966. When my dad, who recently passed, brought me here for one of my first games in 66 when the stadium first opened. I was, I was just a couple months old. And ever since then, I became an Angel fan through and through, my dad and I and all. And then my son, who was born in 1990, Trevor, and I brought him to his first game. People laugh at me. He was eight days old. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he was eight days old. But it was a day game. It's okay. okay. Yeah, it was yeah. in August. It was okay. It was all good. And, of course, the Angels won and all like that. But my, my favorite memories, honestly, was in 02. Okay. Because I, I, I was here I was here in 79. I was here in 82, 86. But in 02, when, okay, here we go. Yeah. And I was able to get, you know, my, my own seats for, for the World Series game number one. Even though we lost, even though we lost the game. Okay. Better. Thank you. <laughs> even though we lost the game, you know, it happens. Well, I happened to get uh, tickets for game two of the World Series as well. Oh, that's a good game. That was a great, great game. game. Tim Salmon. That was a great game. You yeah. got it. Okay. And then we had a couple partners with the season tickets. So we all kind of chimed in, you know, okay, good, good, good. Well, then my dad, who recently passed away, got game six. And he took one of my buddies. Okay. And the Angels came back. Right. We all know the whole story yes, of that one yes. all like that. And that was like one of Dad's favorite moments in the whole world, which carried over. Now, yes, it was 02, way back. And since then, though, it's just like I, I, I've been a fan since a little kid. Right. My son there and all like that. And, and, and we just, I, I love the Angels. Everybody knows they knows I love the Angels. Right. And, and, and from the World Series was like one of the greatest moments. And I told my son, I said, Absolutely. enjoy this. Because you may never see it again, right? You but you know, know what? We we will. Yeah, we'll we'll see it again. Yeah. So. Thank you, sir, for sharing that. And anybody else that wants to come up and talk about your memories about the Angels and when you became a fan, or your memories of Angel Stadium, Anaheim Stadium, favorite players, whatever, come over to the Halo Hold Haven on, booth and and talk to talk to us. Don't be shy. All right. So, I want to call over Anthony Henson real quick, Tony. Tony, 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 come over here real quick. We're gonna do a raffle real quick, right now real quick, for one of these pieces. Uh, we're gonna get him over here right now. You guys wanna fill a raffle ticket out? Please. What are we doing? Yeah. All right, so we're gonna have Anthony go ahead and pull the ticket out. So if you guys, Put a ticket into the raffle. Pay close attention because we're about to raffle something off right now. Uh, which one do you want to raffle off right now, Anthony? You pick what we're going to raffle off. Uh, first of all, let's give it up for Johnny Max for doing this, putting on the live podcast. This guy's a beast. 
Thank you, Johnny sir. Max. We thank love you. you, Johnny Max. Thank you, thank you. So what, what, what do you want to what, what do you want to raffle off first? Let's do the necklace. All right, we're gonna do right now. We're gonna do the necklace, and these are made by April, your lovely <laughs> wife, April. Awesome red and white baseball Hello. necklace, angel baseball necklace for you guys. And oh oh oh, oh we got lost the ticket there. Okay, maybe that's the winner. Oh oh, we're losing them here. Let me have the one with the name. That's all right. What we're gonna do is we're just gonna shake it up and then What's you do it. What's going on? All right, so. Let's put it back in there. All right, so this just this just kind of yeah, we'll shake it up there. We'll just shake it up. I'll just go in and dig All right, here you go. Okay, first one. All right, so the first winner is Leslie Enriquez. Leslie Enriquez, you are the winner of an Angels uh, necklace. Come over to the Halo Haven booth where you fill out your raffle ticket and come on over and pick up your prize. Absolutely, absolutely. We're having fun here under the big A at the All Angels podcast. We had our first winner for our uh, one of our giveaways. And here's Leslie. Let's see if it matches up. We have a winner! Congratulations, Yay. Leslie. You have your angel's necklace. Congratulations. Ah, oh, poor thing. <laughs> All, right. All right, we'll do another one shortly here. And uh, thank you, Anthony. You're Appreciate it. If you have not filled out a raffle ticket, come and fill one out. We'll be raffling off more of these uh, pieces of uh, memorabilia or whatnot. And uh, for thank free. You. Remember, it costs no money to, to uh, fill out a raffle ticket. That's your ticket. Save it. Thanks. All right, folks. We'll raffle off uh, shortly some more. If there's more Angel fans out there that want to talk on the podcast about their memories of Angel Stadium and the Angels, your love for the Angels, step over here, and we will get you on the mic and on the All Angels podcast. Where is... Oh, there he is. Chris. Come here real quick. We need to talk to you. We, we've talked about... Uh, your memories of Angel Stadium and Anaheim Stadium. Now, we'll, we'll, we'll let's get let's get real. Uh, let's see how nerdy we can get right now, me and you. All right? Because I know I know I'm a pretty big Angels nerd, and I know a lot of <laughs> weird stuff. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do some trivia on you right now. Is that cool? That's cool. Just All right. Can I join in on this one? Yeah, you can join in. Oh, yeah, yeah, Anybody want to join in right now on an Angels Trivia? Actually, we'll do an impromptu oh, yeah. Angels Trivia contest right now. Oh, yeah. All right. Who else wants to come over here and try this out? If you guys want to join in on the Angels Trivia contest right now with me, um, come over to the Halo Haven booth. We'll do Angels Trivia. So far, we got Matt and we got Chris, the curator, Johnson. All right. And, and if you guys follow Chris and Halo Haven, you know that this guy should know a lot of Angel's history. All right, so we're live. Jason, would you care to join in on the uh, trivia? Of course. All right, cool. Now, I'm going to ask you a favor. Or if somebody can grab me a plate of tacos, that'd be freaking wonderful. Yeah, just no onions on them, please. No onions. Yeah. Everything else is good. Thank you so much. I'm hungry under here under the big A. Johnny Max is, is, is 
hungry. Are you ready for this, Chris? I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I have a lot of knots up here. I'll get obscure with you guys. Good, how are you guys? And just going to side over here. There you go, thank you. Hey, I'm rocking my angel shoes and I'm happy. Awesome, awesome. What is your name? Huh? What is your name? Wendy. Wendy. Are the angels going to win tonight? Yeah. See? Confidence, I like that. I like that. Awesome. Thank you, guys. All right, trivia time. Okay, wait, what else do I have to put on? Just your name, and then you keep the bottom half. All right. And then just slide it in here. All right. So far, we got Matt, we got Jason, we got Chris. We're going to do some Angels trivia. Sorry. Yeah, right. Now, I don't know how I'm going to do this as far as who goes first. I'm ready for trivia. Put the ring in. Yeah. I know, we don't have a ring here, but I'll back up real quick so I can see you guys. Okay. I'm going to say a question, okay? Now, don't blurt out the answer. What I want you guys to do is raise your hand. Whoever raises their hand first, I'll decide whether or not, uh, whether or not you guys raise your hand first or not, and then I'll ask you guys a question. All right, here we go. His hand's full of food, so, you know. He's all right. He knows, he knows what's up. Okay, my first question. Who is the Angels' all-time leader? Wow. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Who is the all-time Who is the all-time Angels' leader in home runs? Tim Salmon. What was your answer, Jason? Tim Salmon, 299. Sorry, Tim Salmon, 299. Attaboy, Jason. Good job. Okay. Wow. This is, this, I'm going to have to get a little more... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of an obscure question. Yeah, I'm starting off slow right now. Okay. No, no, no. I, I just... I want to... I want... Okay. In 1992, which angel... Became the oldest player in Major League history to hit for the cycle. Oldest player? Oh my god. Dave Winfield? Oh. Dave Winfield? Awesome. Great answer. Wow. Very good, dude. Did you know that? Very good. Very good. Okay. <laughs> wow. Jason is impressed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't ever call me fake. <laughs> Wow. I guess not. In the 1983 All-Star Game, which angel hit the first Grand Slam in All-Star Game, All Game history? Boom. Go ahead. Fred Lynn. Fred Lynn. Matt with the answer on that one. I don't want to be a teacher's pet. So, Jason 2, Matt 1, Chris a big fat zero. The curator has zero. Nah, it's because he's giving us a chance. And what season did Anaheim Stadium convert into a football Baseball stadium. They already had a Boom. 1987. Nope. Wrong. 1987. Added like a hundred suites to Anaheim Stadium. So so far again, it's two, one, and zero. 
starting to think. Oh, I need to ask you guys. All right. Okay. Wow, I'm trying to think of something hard. All right. <laughs> this is, I, I don't want to throw easy ones out there because, like, you know. Okay, I'm starting, to, I'm starting to stop myself. Right no, no, no. Okay, here we go. Before Tim Salmon, who was the all-time Angels leader in home runs? Oh my gosh! Seriously? Um, I choke. Why my brain farting? Albert Pujols. With 222 home runs, this uh, man helped. Uh, Chris. Or Jason? Rich? Wrong. Wrong. Brian Downing? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. That's right. God, I was thinking yeah. about you. Very good, Chris. There you go. 2 one, one. Very good. 2 one, one. All right. I got a challenge. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to board. For That's all I got. There you go. Downing, Dale Woods. In 1973, Nolan Ryan broke the all-time single-season strikeout record with how many strikeouts? Right here. 373? No. 383. 383. Correct. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Two, two, one. Well, that's a good job. Good. Yeah. Two, two, one. Right here. So, two for Matt, two for Jason, one for the curator. I, I, told you. I, told you. I knew it was good. Okay. Right, right. In 1982, Reggie Jackson hit 39 home runs to lead the Angels in home runs that year. Setting the single season home run record for the Angels. Oh. Who broke his record? Jason. Gloss. Jason's correct, Troy Gloss. Good man. Good job, dude. Jason knows his stuff. Good job, dude. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like. I'm on a buzz roll. Wow. Stump uh, Jason. I know, right? Okay. Okay, let's I'm see here. I'm not gonna here. answer anymore. <laughs> here's a, here, okay. Okay, here's a good one. In 1995, who was the Angels' leadoff hitter? That's a that's a tough one. What, Tony Phillips. Wow! Wow! Holy crap! Wow. Jason. Really? Wow! Jason with yeah, Tony Phillips. Tony Phillips. I remember. I remember. Okay. He had 27 home runs let's, that season. Let's take wow. this off the mic. I remember he was. Uh, at, the angel the back, His eyes were bugging out. Yeah, yeah. I go. What's wrong with him, Uncle Rich? The next day he yeah, got, yeah, he got, got busted. busted. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's how many is Jason have now? Four? Three or four? Four. I don't know. Four, two, one. Man. Easy. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I'm just buzzed. <laughs> Everybody knows this stuff. It's just I'm, uh, just, I'm on the good buzz. Okay. <laughs> Who was the Angels' premier closer of the early 1990s? Damn. No. Wait, who? Brian Harvey? Correct. Well, that's two I had in my head. No, you're right. Lee Smith right. was yeah. a closer once. Very good. One year in 1995. Uh, I don't remember what Come on, Chris. It's kind of, he's kind of right. Yeah. yeah, but Brian Harvey, man. Come on. Brian Harvey yeah. rocked. Yeah, and then he went to the Marlins. So I was like, oh, man, that was bummed. All right. Brian Harvey just for the Yeah. Brian Harvey with the bent bill on his hat. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. We need a Brian Harvey. Wait. I need yeah. a jersey of his. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Okay. All right. I'm trying to think of something tough here. You guys are pretty good. Jason. Man. Crazy. Okay. Jason. In 1976, the Angels signed 
a free agent from the Oakland Athletics. Who was that Bam. premier free Bam. agent? Bam! Joe Rudy. Correct. Yeah, Joe Rudy. Rudy. That's, that's my birth year, so I don't know. Okay. In what year <laughs> did Don Bader win his MVP with the Bam! Oh, Matt. 1979. Oh, oh man. Yeah. He's catching up. He's on fire! Chris, you're just standing over here, man. He's chilling. Right, I'm, I'm intimidated oh, yeah. by Jason. Okay. So it's Bam. We have to call him by Bam. That's our thing. <laughs> Bam! Bam! In Bam! 2000, Bam! In the year 2000, the Angels had four batters with 30 home runs or more. Can you name those four? Who can name those four? Chris. Bam. Bam. Mo Vaughn, Garrett Anderson, Tim Sandler, Troy Glass. Awesome. There you go. Very good. The Vaughn Squad. Very yes. good. Yeah. There you go. Chris is two now. <laughs> Chris likes his no, Perry. I, I, Chris likes a Perry Winkle Angels day, so. I was going to say Jim Edmonds. I would have lost. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. Had to catch, though. Talking about Jim Edmonds. Oh, okay. No, you know the catch. I'm not going to do, do that then. I was going to say, where was the catch made? Fuck. Okay, where was the catch made? Yeah. The infamous, Houston. The infamous Jim Edmonds catch was made where? Houston. No. No. Oh, the infamous Jim Edmonds patch was no, made that's... where? Here! Was it, was it Arrowhead Stadium? Or? No. It was Anaheim. The Jim Edmonds patch was made where? I can picture it. It's a Midwest. Texas? No. Anaheim. Son of a. Kansas City. You're right, Jason. Or, uh, Chris. Wow. Kansas City. <laughs> Oh, I didn't say Kaufman, I said Arrowhead. You said Arrowhead. Yeah. Okay. All right, right here. Winner take all. This is the last one here. It's got to be a good one, right? I got to think of something really good. Alex Johnson. Nineteen, nineteen seventy-two. Yeah, batting champion. Yeah, batting champ. Nineteen seventy-two, three thirty-nine batting average. <laughs> yeah. Winner. Winner. All right. Go ahead. Tim Salmon's rookie year in nineteen ninety-three. Again. Who? Tim Salmon's rookie year of 1993. He won the American League Rookie of the Year. Yes. Jose. How many home runs did he hit in that season? Bam. 29. Nope. No. I'm the biggest Tim Salmon fan here, so I know all of them. Rookie year. Trying to get him to Google it over here. 30? 31. Matt, you are the winner. Yeah. Bam. Bam. Good job, Matt. Bam. Chris, Chris wanted to give someone else a chance to win. He, the curator is being a modest man today. Thank you. He wants to have. Yeah, Jason, Jason <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Good. Jason and Matt are really Yeah, Matt. Matt knows his knowledge. Knows his big angels baseball. And so does Jason. Just so you guys know, if this was conducted by someone else, I would have blew you guys out of the water. Yeah, so you know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, we're going to do another raffle here. We're going to have Chris the Curator Johnson pull the ticket out. If you had a raffle ticket in our raffle thing here, you want to pay attention right now because we are about to pull out another winner. What did you want to give out here? Pick something. Uh, I don't know, pick something. What do you guys want, want us to give out right now? Alright, we're gonna give out a Mike Trout. The Mike Trout a uh, wood art piece that we got here. Chris, who is the winner of the Mike Trout art piece? Marcus Fragoso. Marcus Fragoso. 
Marcus Bragozo, if you have your ticket, come to the table. Marcus Bragozo, you are the winner of the Mike Trout art piece. Marcus Fregoso. Marcus Fregoso. Yeah. He'll come up right when we. We're going to give you a few more seconds. Marcus Fregoso, you won the raffle. We're going to give you a few more seconds here. Let's try another one. All right. 10, 9, 8. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. All right, so Chris pulling out another one. We have Joseph Garcia. Joseph Garcia. All right, you are the winner of a Mike Trout uh, art piece here, wood art piece. Go ahead and give Chris your ticket. Okay, yeah, go talk to Courtney. Over there, she'll get you one. Give Chris your ticket. He'll take care of you. Chris, want to grab his ticket. Wow, right on. Good job, bud. Thanks, bud. What's that? All right, we'll do another one shortly here. For the All Angels podcast, we're here live under the big A. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to eat some food. That's not you. And we are going to uh, start it back up. Thank you, guys. We'll be right back. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. 
Tommy and JJ discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.